Welcome to the Customer Connection Podcast, where we look at leading practices, lessons learned, tools, techniques, and procedures designed to guide and help you with the implementation and adoption of the ServiceNow platform. Led by customer experience expert and director of customer workflows, Jerry Campbell, co-hosted by portfolio managers, Gareth Millwood and Nick DeBaca. We're building customer connections. Thanks for joining us at Customer Connections, where we help you get your ServiceNow projects going in the right direction. Joining us today is Mike Skoto. Mike started his IT career 20 years ago as a software developer. As the complexities of IT systems and business processes collided, he collaborated with his developer colleagues in the HR department to introduce a new career path of software architect. From there, he moved on to various roles such as requirements engineer, project manager, and service delivery managers before finding his way back to the technical path where he is now works as a ServiceNow solution architect at T-Systems International. In this role, he likes supporting and consulting customers during their journey and introducing ServiceNow into their customer. He is particularly interested in the technical aspects of ServiceNow platform and loves a challenge of integrating external sources. As evident, by his commitment and involvement in the NOW community, Mike is a community MVP whose opinions have been marked correct over 1,200 times, and he's answered over 7,000 questions. Mike is married with two charming daughters and lives in the city of Dresden in eastern Germany. Welcome to the show, Mike. Hello. Thank you for being here. So, Mike, as we start kicking off this show, I'd like to know... What is your favorite part about working from home? Um, I don't waste time driving to the office and I don't get annoyed when I'm stuck in traffic. Yeah, that's that's probably everybody's best part, right? You don't get the traffic yes. and you just can kind of roll out of bed and get yourself together and get to working right away. It's always a good part of the day. So knowing that, what is typically your favorite part of the day when you're off of work? To be honest, I don't have much time left between work, community engagement, and, and family responsibilities. But to compensate for the constant sitting, I try to go jogging or ride my bike. And from spring to autumn, um, I try to be in nature as much as possible. Um, I'm a hobby botanist, and I help um, by mapping plants so that the most accurate data possible is available from the local flora. And um, in addition, I collect wild fruits during this time and process them into various products. Well, that's awesome. Everybody needs to get out in nature. So that's that's very awesome. And so we're going to kick this thing off and I'm going to turn this over to Nick. Absolutely. And Mike, I think what you said earlier probably rings true. You know, when you're answering that many questions on the community and that involved with, you know, not just responding to questions, but also all the articles and all that fantastic content you put out there. I'd really just kind of love to hear a little bit more around your background and, you know, how you got started in the ServiceNow ecosystem, because you're just a huge part of it as that community MVP, like Jerry said earlier. Yes. In my former company, a, a small department tried to establish the topic ServiceNow and was advertising um, this in the internal job um, board for interested colleagues. And uh, doing a get-to-know meeting with the department head at the end of 2019, I heard about ServiceNow the first time in my life. And in the following Christmas holidays, I checked out the internet and was immediately infected uh, by the exceptional 
culture and the eagerness of users and customers. And, um, and so I decided to move at the beginning of the next year to that department. However, the topic of ServiceNow didn't really take off in my former company and um, especially since many projects were stopped or even um, not started due to the corona-related lockdowns that year and therefore I applied um, to our parent company and to my current employer, T-Systems, to whom I moved at the beginning of the last year. And here I found the idle conditions to do interesting ServiceNow projects on the one hand and to continue my professional training on the other hand. That's amazing. And, and I, I'm almost stumped. Did you say you just got started in 2019 with ServiceNow? Because I, I never would have imagined that just, again, based on the... Yeah, at, at the beginning of 2020, yes. Um, wow. I mean, that's incredible. And, and I think, like Jerry said earlier, how you had answered 7,500 questions, have all those articles, I'd really like to kind of just dig into how you got involved in the community. How did that kind of start for you? And, you know, what kind of routine are you in to be able to answer that many questions and just stay that engaged with all the ServiceNow developers around the world? I came across the community um, doing my, my first researches about all the portal ServiceNow offers and, and I started to, to ask there my, my first questions and most of the questions didn't get answered or sometimes the answers were unsatisfactory for me and so I decided to join in and help other users and then I started answering questions um, each day more questions and I had a lot of fun or still have a lot of fun. Um, Absolutely. And I think, Jerry, I know that you were more impressed with some of those articles that Mike had written. So I know you wanted to kind of dig into those articles. I'm more just awestruck by, by all the questions and, and the right answers that Mike's had. I've, you know, I've been on the community for about six years, and I, I think I maybe have only 10 right answers, I think, over that whole period. So you know, I'm feeling like I got to get more involved and get back out there in the community. So you're inspiring me here, Mike. Okay. That's awesome. You know, Mike, you, you talk about, and Nick, you said the involvement in community, and we need more folks like Mike to get involved, and especially our customers and implementers when they come to those MVPs. And Mike, you have a document that you put out there. It's called a knowledge source document, and it has a lot of references to places where you can find stuff. So how did you come up with the idea of producing this document? Yeah, right at the beginning, while traveling uh, through the ServiceNow universe, I collected tons of links and I needed any way to organize them. I wasn't satisfied with any kind of bookmark collection and, and therefore I, I looked for another way. There I came, there I had the idea to organize all the content in, in a simple Word document. Um, so I had also the chance to add some text and then I thought it is maybe a good idea to share this document to my colleagues. At first via email, then I put it into our company internet. And then I saw in the community that also other users create such content. And therefore, I thought maybe it's a good idea to place it there and, and to get more feedback and, and to get more yeah, visibility for the, for the other users. Yeah, that's awesome. You said you got more feedback from that. How long did it take you to gather that stuff? And how do you get feedback on that? I'm still in the process of gathering each day. I, I have this document open on, on my laptop. And whenever I see something, I, I put it in. And so my document is, is involving and um, feedback is given via the comment section of the community article. And also in my document, I have placed my email address. And, and sometimes I get um, emails from, from the users, which... Um, 
are thinking and, and also have some ideas what could be added or they find any errors I can correct. And yeah, also my presence on LinkedIn um, is useful to make this document more visible. And also from there, I get a lot of feedback. Yeah, that's awesome. So where do people should go to, to get this document from you? And why should they use this document? What can it help them with? Right before our meeting, I, I started an internet search in, in a well-known uh, search engine. And um, right the first search result was a link to that document. So I think it's not um, difficult to find this document in the community. And why should the users read the document? I think it, it's not a complete collection of everything. It's a collection influenced by myself. And, and I hope that this document can lead the users to the right content, which is free of charge. You see that I don't include it now learning courses, which are paid because my document should help users which don't have the money to pay all the training courses and, and maybe they get helped by this document in this way. Yeah, that, that's so awesome. Being able to self-implement and, and sustain your systems and add adopt features is incredible. So, Gareth, I, I know you had a couple of questions. Sure do. So how do you go about creating this content? Not just this particular document, but you've got lots of other articles up and published. And do you follow any particular process? Yeah, as I said, I collect content all the day and um, for the document. For writing articles, I have a kind of process, yes. When, when I have a topic which I'm interested in, I start researching and collecting information and then I start writing. It, it is not done in, on one day. I uh, write the whole week and in most of the times I separate my, my article into different chapters like um, challenge, um, approach, solution, maybe enhancements. And I also try out the solutions on my PDI. And when I'm satisfied, make some enhancements. Um, I add a an, an table of contents, search for any uh, image at the top, and um, that's it. Cool. You make it sound so straightforward. Everyone should do it. And Mike, I, I'd love to know, do you have any articles that are like your favorite? Like what is your favorite all-time article that you've written? Uh, it's difficult because at the moment I, I see that my first articles get older and older because they are not relevant anymore. ServiceNow um, has a high pressure of innovations and with the two main releases each year, some of the articles maybe are not correct anymore because the features I described don't exist anymore and therefore I have no special article because each new article is new for me and at the moment I cannot say that I have any favorite article. I like all the articles and um, yeah. Cool. So if you were to give one piece of advice to someone who wanted to get started with the community today, what would that be? When I think back at the beginning of, of my journey, I also had some problems with starting in the community, but, but I think it's important to just do it, just have to dare to take part. Maybe someone else who asks a question or someone who wants to answer a question. And of course, sometimes you will give a wrong answer. I also gave some wrong answers and that's okay. There are other users which will correct you in a friendly way and um, don't get discouraged and, and just keep going. I think learning service now is best in, in the community. That's so incredible, uh, Mike. And the, your whole story, you know, two years in, in the community and now you're an MVP and you're answering all these questions and putting yourself out there. It's hard to imagine what motivates you to keep doing this. 
I'm motivated each day by traveling through the ServiceNow universe. It's like a, a journey through the ServiceNow universe. Each day I can see new worlds, learn something new and, and help other people and have great projects. As mentioned, this, this high pressure of innovation is something which is really impressing to me. And yeah, you can dig into the, this universe and you don't want to get out <laughs> because it makes so much fun. Yeah, truly impressive again. And uh, we really need a lot more folks to get involved in the community, just like you. We'll have a lot better success of producing some of those best practices and test and error kind of things that, you know, like you said, if you answer a question wrong, it's okay because other people will be there involved with you. So that's great. So Mike, finally, I know you said you have LinkedIn and community, but is there any other way our listeners can connect with you? No, I think LinkedIn, it's okay. And, and maybe it's not the second community. No? So, sometimes I'm not able to answer questions there because I, I don't have the time. But a lot of people are connecting to me via LinkedIn. And for me, it's the best way. Um, I'm not present in other channels because I, I have not the time to maintain all the channels. And therefore, I, I decided to be on LinkedIn and there you can reach me. And that's so awesome. Thank you so much, sir, for joining us today. It's been an honor and a privilege talking to a community MVP such as yourself. It was an honor for me. And so thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you too. Okay, folks, if you have any other comments or questions for us or our guests, please send us an email at customerconnections at servicenow.com. Thank you for joining the Customer Connection Podcast, where we share insights from the biggest ServiceNow influencers. Please join us for our next episode when we will build more customer connections.